JRPG fantasy and art lovers, do you love high fantasy and the amazing art that goes along with it? Well, we have your source for amazing t-shirts, sketchbooks, and bookmarks, all done by a pop culture architect, Talon Dunning. Take a look at his store at etsy.com forward slash shop forward slash the fantastic gallery. Talon has his great work there for great prices. If you like fighters, wizards, paladins, even game masters, he's got the shirt for you to show your love of all of your characters. Go ahead and take a look at his store, The Fantastic Gallery, and grab a piece of art today. The Fantastic Gallery at Etsy.com. <clears throat> yes, my loyal listeners, this episode of Achieving Reality, the podcast, is all about that marketing machine and the greatest stage show ever, KISS! The boys talk about the album Destroyer, the movie KISS Meets the Phantom of the Park, and their comic book that was supposed to have been printed with the band's actual blood in it. Ooh, kind of creepy, yeah. Plus some other non-kiss stuff too, so yeah, whatever. Paint your face, put on your spandex, on your pyrotechnics, and enjoy this episode of Achieving Reality, the Kiss Cast. <laughs> See you at the end. Talk about my uh, blog I'm doing. Oh, hey Larry, tell us about your blog. Hey Chris, let me tell you about my blog. <laughs> Ooh, that sounded more natural than the last time. <laughs> Let's try it again. Hey, Larry. <laughs> hey, Chris. Tell us about your blog, Larry. I'll tell you about my blog, Chris. <laughs> I need to catch up on that, too, actually. Welcome to K-Rap. <laughs> K-R-A-P. K-Rap. You're listening to the Mustache and the Jew. <laughs> the Mustache and the Jew. Like, they is when they have the thing. But then you have me in parentheses. Yeah, well, that's why we don't mention you. Because you're in parentheses. Aww. It's not like they can't hear you. <laughs> they can't say, Marissa. <laughs> we put, all, Marissa we put, we put the whole, whole thing in parentheses that we know I can hear it. <laughs> <laughs> so, I started a blog. Yay. <laughs> Next topic. <laughs> hey, hey, Larry. What, what? We got this car. <laughs> and it is linked to on the site now. Oh, wait, oh, cool. Did you use the picture? Yeah. Okay, cool. I got to look at it. Nope. No. Nope, I just stuck it up there. Well, you could. I don't need... Larry's blog. <laughs> Larry's blog. Boop. Hey, click Larry. this. Hey, Larry, what's the <laughs> blog? Just I, I don't know why it's called blog, honestly. I don't know what it stands for. It's supposed to mean something. But, uh... It's some sort of contraction, I believe. Yeah. I don't know. I've I don't never know known. Log and B. <laughs> <laughs> business log, maybe? I don't know. I don't know, because nobody uses it for business, really, anymore. Well, 99% of a boring log? <laughs> yeah. So, well, most logs are boring because uh, they just lay there. Or if they're still trees, then they're trees. Okay, here we go. A regularly updated website or webpage typically run by an individual or small group that is written in an informal or conversational style. Okay, so how does that mean blog? 
All right, well, so I'm doing one. It's called Apocalypse Life. Apocalypse is spelled wrong because I don't know how to spell, apparently. Because everybody in our circle of people don't know how to spell the words in their titles. <laughs> Howard. You don't, you, don't, you don't have spell check? In I do, but I, I didn't oh. spell it correctly on purpose. Although, in Howard's defense, some people do spell whiskey without the E. That is true. So, But it makes it harder to find it when you're looking for it on Podbean. That's why we have now... Link to it on the pod side. Yeah, because I typed in the whiskey podcast spelled correctly, and I got nothing. Whiskey minute. Yeah, we, well, yeah. So uh, it's called Apocalypse Life. It's about one guy's. I don't want to say journey. It just sounds kind of goofy if you put it that way. It's one guy's life. He uh, finally gets to retire after working his ass off very, very hard, and his family has owned a cabin up in Sky Valley, Georgia. It actually exists. What was that? Me trying to keep the noise oh. off the podcast. And uh, I'm glad you pointed it out. Now I have to cut the whole thing again. <laughs> Whereas I was trying to keep from having to do that. Well, you just looked like this. I was just like, "What are you doing?" And then you looked like you were trying to shit your pants or something. So uh, I was trying to shit your pants. You know? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I gotta go. <laughs> so uh, he finally gets to go back out to the ancestral cabin that they've had for. Four or five generations. It's been around forever. It used to be a, uh, a moonshiner's hut. His great great granddad built it to be a moonshiner's hut. And he lived out there, and then over the generations, they've added to it. So it's a nice cabin. It's you know one floor. It's got no electricity. It's got there's a trap door in the living room, and <laughs> no, the trap door in the living room. <laughs> and uh, swing on the porch. There's a swing on the porch, uh, and then there's a big back porch that overlooks uh, largish. Freakish kind of basically a tributary. It's deep enough for fish. It's got some trout in it. But uh, the world is turning on its axis, literally, and not the normal way that it normally does. It's tilting more. Which huh? you might call a polar shift. Yeah, polar shift, yeah. And it's throwing everything out of whack because nobody was alive to watch the first one of the other one of the others because they did happen. It's a natural occurrence. Uh, in fact, that's probably one of the reasons why, other than the meteor, the dinosaurs died out. Who knows? I mean, that was millions of years ago. National Geographic says it was a meteor. Yeah, well, like I said, uh, along with the meteor. He's doing that. He gets the cabin to go hunting and camping and just relax for a while. And uh, all hell's breaking loose. And he starts noticing it beforehand. But it's gotten really bad just recently. So... There's somebody he meets there who's up on a ridge. His name's Drake. He gets attacked by a bear with the question mark. And uh, he gets wounded really bad. He starts traveling down the thing. I hear a guy coming down the woods, basically, with something big following him. I take him in, I heal him up, or I, I begin healing him up. And from that point forwards, once we get on going more and, uh, and it starts being a more regular thing, with my other blogger actually adding to it. It'll become a whole story, and you'll see it from his point of view and my point of view and then our point of view together, and we're going to try and find the pockets full of humanity that are left. It's not a zombie apocalypse thing, so... I mean, there'll be weird shit going on, and probably maybe there might be some people who you think should be dead that aren't, but will be soon enough. You know, who knows, but uh, there'll be... It's just an ongoing story, and I don't know, I just had a wild hair up my ass to write this since my zombie apocalypse one failed so miserably 
And I was just like, I'll just do this and uh, bada bing, there it is. So who's, who's doing this with you? Uh, a guy named Ken Archer, a guy I worked with uh, Dave and Buster's back in 98. And any other credits to his name other than working at Dave and Buster's? Uh, he likes to camp and hike and... Oh, he's the he's the technical expert. Yeah, yeah, yeah sure. And he also does uh, airsoft and the little BB gun thing. He's on a big team. I don't remember what the name of the team is, though. Well, you know? can, you, can you go into a little bit more about, like, how you said that, you know, this... The guy that goes to the cabin, he basically realizes that things are not going so well. I mean, does he notice things about the animals there? I mean, can you get into a little bit yeah, of that? Yeah, well, that's how you, that's how he finds out there's something going on. While he's getting ready at home, in his actual house, you know, the birds are chirping weird. Uh, they're not so much chirping as everything sounds like a crow now. You know, just like that. <laughs> And, uh, you know, and Taxi then. Taxicabs, <laughs> <laughs> No, it's just a bird. The world's been taken over by the penguin. <laughs> but, uh, so, you know, and the birds, instead of, you know, flying south for the winter or flying north or east for the winter, they're all. Everything's real messed up because, you know, animals have that geosynchronous thing in their head. Special animal satellite. Yeah, the animal, animal satellite <laughs> because they're so they all, hooked. They all sync to. They're all hooked up to uh, the Earth, to Mama Earth. And so as he's going up there, he notices that it's getting weirder and weirder. He actually ends up uh, befriending a doe and her fawn. There's the giant bears, but, you know, and, that, and that's kind of what it is. It, it'll get more in-depth as time goes on. I was just kind of trying to set up the story in the what? Now you got to grin. You're gonna say something funny? No. You're gonna poke fun at me? Well, eventually, but not in a second. <laughs> no. no. But that's it. So I'm not telling you anymore because you got to read it. It's Apocalypse Life. It's on WordPress. Uh, link to it from the website. It's linked on the website. On the right sidebar. On the quarter sidebar. And uh, yeah, and I'll figure out how to link our podcast to the thing too. So. Yeah, that would be a good idea. Well, I haven't figured out how to do it yet. So. Otherwise, I'm not airing this until you, <laughs> until you return the link. <laughs> Whatever. So, yeah. Oh, you can... I also have a link to Drake's uh, blog page. It's a, it's a gear page. So, gear page? Yeah, what he uses when he goes camping and when he plays the game and all that stuff. Backpacks, the weight and everything. Well, it's a gear page. So I just told you. It's everything he uses when he goes actually camping. This is a list of camping gear. And pictures and explain and you know and, and what he thinks of the product and everything. It's product reviews basically. Oh, oh, oh okay. You know, it's just not candy and, and um, gear maybe like some kind of brand name like you know, I think, <laughs> uh I haven't really delved into his page too deeply. I just looked it up and I was like, oh okay, there it is and liked his page and he liked mine and and we like each other. And we like each other. Hey! <laughs> so that's it. I got nothing else. KISS is in concert starting tonight for three great nights. Remember, KISS tonight. KISS. So, so here we are, Chris. I'm just going to rename the podcast. So, <laughs> what you got for us this week? <laughs> this week, KISS. K-Rap. Oh, K-Rap on K-R-A-P. We don't do that anymore, man. Mustache uh, and the Jew. This, <laughs> mustache and the Jew. We listened to 
Kiss Destroyer. The album Destroyer. For those of you who don't know Kiss, first of all, you're an idiot because they've been around for 40 years. As my plus. t-shirt. 40 years plus. Well, but as Kiss. Started in 73. Yeah. Well, yeah, well, that's true. Yeah, 42 years. Do my Mephis. <laughs> Do my Mephis. Uh, so... This version of Kiss. So you're supposed to break out into a wacky verse of Chances Are. I do my Memphis. <laughs> Time for the for the There, is that better for you? No, it was not. <laughs> so this version of Kiss has Paul Stanley, of course, Gene Simmons, of course, Peter Chris, and Ace Freely. So uh, let's go. Well, what do you want to say about Destroyer? Uh, it was good. The the copy that I have here is, of course, one of the original pressings. Not the original original, probably the second run. But the one that I listened to that, that you had given me, because you have given me the original pressing and a remastered pressing, and I listened to the remastered one. Resurrected? Yeah, Resurrected, which was a little cleaner, but you could definitely hear Gene's bass more. Uh, I liked the bass. I tried to play the bass at some point in time. So, you know, I was very happy with that. But, I mean, there's nothing on here I don't like. This is one of their more famous albums. Yeah. I, mean, I have to say. This is, it's got all the ones that their, when you hear it, you go, oh, that's Kiss on it. And has their biggest hit, or second biggest hit, I believe, actually, Beth. Which is funny, because you wouldn't think that Beth, which is a Peter Chris song, would be so big. But it's, it's huge. It People, had a mainstream appeal. It did. Basically... I'll, I'll give him Le- back. Urban Legend is it's written about his dog. Yeah, which is funny. I don't know how true that is. But like, if you listen to it, it doesn't sound like he's talking to a dog. It applies either way. Yeah, well, if you're that I, crazy about all, all he says is, I'm not home, I'm playing the band. Yeah. Sorry, I'm not home. Yeah. But their biggest song, and the song that everybody thinks of when you mention Kiss, is Detroit Rock City. You think? Oh, come on. Not. Rock and Roll All Night, or I think that was shouted out loud. I I honestly think that Detroit Rock City is the Lick one. Look it up. <laughs> Rock album. Heaven's on Fire. <laughs> actually, I like that. Look it up. I can do without Heaven's on Fire was actually pretty good. No, I, I every time I hear Detroit Rock City, the first thing I think of is Kiss. Now, granted, I've grown up listening to them, but truly, when they, what's it, uh, that '70s show? Mm-hmm. Their opening is Detroit Rock City. Yeah, well, they made a whole movie. Well, that's true. That they City. did. I mean, they didn't make one for Shout It Out Loud or Beth. So, you know, I honestly think... Honestly, I don't think I'd have gone to see Beth. <laughs> well, you would if... I'm just, it's just the camera sitting around with a dog in an apartment. <laughs> I honestly... I Now, I'm allowed to have my own opinion. Because opinions are like assholes. Everybody has one and they all stink. But, uh... I think Detroit Rock City is probably my single number one Kiss song. I mean, I think Kiss, first song that comes to my head is Detroit Rock City. It always has been, which is funny because they're actually from New York. Mm-hmm. So it's odd that they decided to choose Detroit, which at the time was still a decent city. <laughs> With all apologies to Howard. Yeah, not apologies. And Robocop. Yeah, <laughs> Screw Robocop. He's no, terrible no. now. No. Yeah, you're chafing. Uh, they got some great songs on here. King of the Nighttime World actually sounds a lot better when it's sung by Gene than Paul. Uh, not because Paul's voice sucks, 
No. No, but... I still maintain that Paul Stanley is one of the greatest rock vocalists. Yeah, I would say that. Yeah, I would say that. Him and the guy from Cheap Trick. Because he's damn good. But uh, we'll talk about him in another time. Yeah, Paul Stanley, I think, is probably one of the best rock and roll vocalists. I would say that out there. I don't know. I don't know how he would sound doing other genres. I don't know. Yeah. What? No. Because if you listen to the icons, he does a couple other different things. He does like a Beth kind of style too. So, who knows? Which I have upstairs. Well, people who saw him in Phantom of the Opera know. That's true. Yeah, yeah. So if he does really good with operatic, I haven't seen that. That's so. the Andrew Lloyd Webber production. Yeah. Well, it's still so operatic. It's no, but it's operatic. But uh, when Gene sings it, it just it, it kind of works better because it's his character. Mm-hmm. You know, so I think it sounds better when he does it. And I've heard both do it. I've heard but them both live Gene do it. does it live, though, right? Gene does it live, but Paul's done it live, too. But uh, it's good. I mean, God of Thunder is... Which surprises me that Paul Stanley wrote God of Thunder. Yeah. That's such a Gene song. That's a Gene song, yeah. But... but between Paul and Gene, they switched off. And then on. Gene wrote Great Expectations. Yeah. Which is so not a Gene. But he sings it, too. Well, they all sing it, actually. Which is, the the you can hear that Gene wrote it because it's all about sex. You know, you can see what my mouth can do. You can hear what yeah. my fingers and you wish they were doing it to you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's basically blatantly, come here and let me show you what I can do. Make you squeal like a little girl. Or pig, whatever works. <laughs> I like it. it. Well, that's side one. Yeah, that was side, side one. one. That was side one, and everything. I mean, I'm a Kiss nut. I'm wearing a Kiss shirt. I'm surrounded by Kiss merchandise here. So, enjoy. And this, I mean, this is kind of for me like the definitive Kiss album. Yeah, yeah. Well, this is the one that like, all their biggest hits comes off of, really, except for a couple. Your original lineup. Yeah. Original characters. Yeah. My, my first actual memory of Kiss is this album. We were at my um, aunt and uncle's house because they lived like a, just a street over from us. So really far. Yeah. And me and my brother were over there for some reason. And when we went into my cousin's room and he had, he had to show us his new Kiss album, which was Destroyer. Of course, he was gaga for it and everything. And So was everybody that bought it. Mm-hmm. And they got me turned on to Kiss. Look and, at you being all careful with the crack record. Yeah. It's forced to have it. Yeah. So I went out and made my parents get me a, a Kiss album. Which mine was uh, Kiss Alive. Three? Mm-mm. Two? Mm-mm. Then it was the Kiss first Alive. one. Yeah. yeah. Of course, that was the good one because it had all the songs on it, you know? Yeah, yeah. It had everything on it. And I still maintain that, that Kiss's I, studio albums, they're all fine. right. They're fine. They don't hold a candle to Kiss's live which performance. Which was proven by the sales. When regular Kiss albums like this would come out, they do good. When Kiss Alive comes out, it quadruples the amount of sales that this would make. Well, I maintain it's like like Peter Frampton, you know. He's a good musician. Yeah. His studio work sounds good. There's nothing Mm -hmm. wrong with it. But it just doesn't hold a candle to the live performance. Yeah, except for the Do You Feel, because they overplay that on the radio and I'm tired of hearing Do You Feel. We're talking about the... Using itself, not the how much is in played. And I think Kiss is the same way. Kiss is a much different band. Oh, live. They're, they're two completely band, different bands. Mm-hmm. But then the, again, the next album after this, they actually went into a theater, an empty theater, 
to record it so they could try and capture the live feel yeah. for their studio album. That's so much That's an interesting little tidbit of knowledge I discovered yeah. reading up about this. Record sales were doing okay they up were, to this point. They were good. What was happening though was that you know they had these characters that they were playing and came out in the makeup and everything. Right. And radio station managers weren't they didn't really know what to do with them. Exactly. So they just decided, well, you know what? We won't play them. They'll go away. They get no radio play. They'll just go away. Right. No. It didn't happen. No. In fact, they outlasted quite a few radio stations. (laughs) This kept getting bigger and bigger. Yep. Until I think it was Beth came out that they just had to, they had to start playing them. Yeah. People were demanding it. Yeah. Beth is a really good, you've heard it, Marissa. And it's, it's a great song. It's funny that it's supposedly to his dog. That's the rumor. I don't know if it's true or not. But uh, it's it's a great song. But it's completely not what Kiss is known for. Right. Well, that's kind of why they wanted to do it, too. Because it it shifted. And actually, this album has several songs that you wouldn't really expect from Kiss. Great Expectations is not the kind of music I think of when I think of Kiss. No. Big, large, orchestrated Great Expectations has they do a they have well they have an orchestration behind it or they have a, a choir behind it so uh so yeah listen to so this and listen to the resurrected version yeah which has an extra track um which is escaping me at the moment because it's just a it's the same song as um is it great expectations is the bonus I'd track i have to look it's the alternate guitar solo so there you go so that one, like I said, is is the same album. It sounds very similar. Yeah, it's just it's, it's just cleaned it's, up. It's just a little. There's a little more differentiation between the instruments and the vocals. Yeah, and the the bass is a lot clearer. What I was a little disappointed in, and I'm often disappointed in the mixes of the Kiss albums about, is that they don't go in and enhance the bass any. Well, like bring it up, bring it up and make it a little fuller sounding. Well, his bass is is not tuned very heavy either you know that he tunes it higher for some reason when he does like like the axe bass is tuned lower because that's the one he does God of Thunder and uh, and the other ones that he's you know that are real gene centric Mm -hmm. but everything else when he uses those other basses they're actually tuned a little higher than you'd expect them to be yeah I would just like like it to be a little more fuller sound well they're not it's a shit this is because the the bass line is really good in a yeah. lot of the songs. Yeah. I would like a little more to it. And the, the only problem I have with Kiss is a lot of their lyrics don't match their theatrics. Well, a lot of their songs, especially the earlier songs, if you take the lyrics off the song and just put them on a page, and then they're pretty and then you, crap. You, you say, okay, is this a Kiss song or a Beach Boys song? There's a lot of them that you're kind of like, I don't know, no, Beach Boys? No, is it a later Beach Boys song or an early Kiss song? Um, There's a lot. I mean, Beth is one of them. It's a great song. Detroit Rock City is a great song. Actually, that one actually works together. But, uh, you know, like Great Expectations. Well, like I said, It's a good song, but if you pull the, the music off it and you're reading it, it looks like somebody wrote a poem to fuck a chick. It's like, Shout It Out Loud and, and Rock and Roll All Night is... Mm-hmm. is just like 18 words is yeah. not a lot of variation yeah. in the lyrics. No, no. But they are kind of one of like the ultimate rock anthem band. Though. Yeah. They, oh, yeah. 
them and Queen, pretty much. Because if you think you think Kiss, you think Rock Anthem. You think Queen, you think Rock Anthem. That's that's what it is. It's like here's these guys, boom, 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 Here's these guys, same kind of sound, same kind of sound, and you just that's it. But their lyrics, some of their lyrics, you sit back and you listen to them, you're like, oh, these really suck. Do you think they go into a stadium where because they used to tour constantly back in the seventies? Yeah, I mean, they well, that's the only way they made money at the time. Go into these stadiums every night and play a song like you know rock and roll all night. Have the audience. Sing along with you. They're singing the same line, and they just keep it going for like four minutes. Yeah, and nobody says, All right, "Can we move along?" <laughs> no, because they're there to get drunk and party, right, all night and every day. <laughs> so yes, so, if you wanna, if, to, if if you like Kiss, but the lyrics, and, and you wanna really get right into the heart of original it, Kiss. Yeah, this is this is definitely the album. Yeah, but you know lyrics today. A lot of them, they're not, there may be one or two words. I mean, there isn't a whole lot. That's of because thought. nowadays people have no thought at all. They, know, they smoke least, weed and they write. E- at least with this, though, even though you might separate, if you might take the lyrics from the mu- music you like? and, and just read them. Music. <laughs> <laughs> you're, still, you're still getting good. I mean, I, maybe it's also because of the, of, of, the music band itself, because they're putting on this huge show. That's what they're and known for, is the giant maybe show. Maybe yeah. helps out. The makeup, the know. costumes. Yeah, the all fireworks, that helps with the... Uh, pyrotechnics. But I think it also goes back to the fact that Gene Simmons is a, is just a brilliant marketing god. You yeah. Know? I mean, I just, you I know still... they have a different logo for use in Germany? Do they really? Oh, yeah, without the... Uh, the without, S- yeah, at the SS. look like yeah. backward Zs instead of that. Yeah. Because those are the lightning bolts for the SS, mm-hmm. so which I mean, is really funny because the K has actually kind of got the the, 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 curve. the, the curve, and the S's are lightning bolts. Mm-hmm. Is what they're supposed to be, which is what they were there too. So, do you think that they'll they'll be popular forty years from now? Yes. This, I was thinking about this when I was listening to the to the album. I don't know if their music will hold up, but they'll still be popular because. Everybody's stage show is based off of these guys. Before them, stage shows where they came out, they may have had some light changes, and that was it. These guys came out and they gave you a show. I was thinking about this is probably one of the only bands that their entire lineup could just change. <clears throat> but as long as those four characters come out and you had good musicians behind it, and good showmen, they could keep the franchise going. And that brings up what I was saying when I was reading off the saying it's the original group and stuff. The people that they have now. Well, one of the drummers, the drummers actually from their second incarnation or something like that anyways, Eric Carr. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was in and he was out again. And he yeah, he in. was in and out. Uh, people complain that Thayer and Eric Carr are just playing the roles of Peter Chris and Ace Freely. And Ace has been overly vocal about this because, you know, he's broke. Mm-hmm. And he has nothing better to do with his life. And even though he came out with an album that didn't really sell just recently, you know, he's really pissed off that someone else is doing this. But he kicked himself out of the band. And this is a, this is basically from Paul and Gene. If he had stopped drinking when they asked him to and stopped being an alcoholic, a raging alcoholic, and stumbling all over himself and missing rehearsals and not doing, you know, missing days for the movie and they recorded that and this, that, and the other, he would have stayed in the band. Mm-hmm. But there's people, there's 
purists out there who say they're not good because Ace and uh, Peter aren't in the band anymore. And I'm like, no. I've heard every I've heard every album, all the Alive's, all the new stuff. Psycho Circus, I love. It was one of my. It was one of my. It's one of the quote newer. It's really not new anymore. Mm-hmm. Albums. I just thought it was great, but then that's right up my alley. I even liked when they took the makeup off and did lick it up and this, that, and the other. I mean, they looked like shit, but because I mean, spandex. But they didn't look much different than the other bands that were exactly. The they looked like everybody Which else. Was something. yeah, but they had they put out good stuff. As long as, like you said, as long as you've got the the characters and good musicians. It's going to be the same. Now, you're, it's going to be hard to replace Paul and Gene, seriously. Yeah, you have to find someone who sounds like Paul. Yeah. And has the same chest. <laughs> and you'd have to find somebody who can do the theatrics like Gene. Mm-hmm. You can find a great bassist, but he could be a fat guy like me, and it's just not going to work. Now, they got to fit in the suits. Mm-hmm. Well, they got to sound. Close enough. they got to sound. You've got to sound. That's the only problem. That's why... If you get rid of the bassist, I mean, not the bassist, if you get rid of the drummer and the lead guitarist, because Paul is not actually the lead guitarist, no, the bassist, mm-hmm. uh, you can get away with it as long as you have someone who's damn good. Right. Because they don't really sing a lot. But they got to be able to but, play. But they have to be able to play really good. You have to be able to follow everything they do and be able to do the theatrics. You, you really can't pull Gene and Paul and be like, Here's two more. Here's another demon and another star child. Because it's it, unless they sound almost identical and they can pull it off, it's not going to be the but same. But that's what I'm saying. Like, they're going to be have to be very careful casting. Very. But I mean, as a brand, Kiss could continue on. Yeah. After they retire, because you know Paul's had some health issues. Yeah. And, but, and that's not how James doing right now. I haven't heard from him lately. But no, that's that's the thing. Even, he's, he's not emailing me anymore. Uh, well, even these guys are probably in their 50s, 60s. They're in their 60s. 60s. At least in their 60s. Easy 60s. Okay, so you, know, you think 40 about, years and they started in their 20s, so. Yeah, yeah, and you think 40 years from now, if they're in their 60s. Well, I could be, be wrong. They'll be dead. That's what I'm saying. So you go. But right. their music will live on. The brand will live on. I know, but just like, like we were saying Don't before. Don't forget, Gene owns find, 51% of KISS. No, but I'm just saying that, like Chris was saying, we're going to have to find, they would have to find somebody that fulfills those two roles. Honestly, I think when these two retire, Kiss is done. They'll do... I don't know. I, I think that, I, I think they'll do reboots and I remasters think, and stuff. But. I think Gene's going to look at it and say, you know what? This has been my my job yeah. forever. So. And, I mean, there's going to be a, a big ego hit to take to have somebody else go in there and do it. That's what I'm saying. I think but it'd be to, done. But when I'm thinking, when he looks at it and says, this has to be passed down to my kids, you know, you know, one day Nick's going to be running Kiss. By the way, I've seen his daughter, who's now a model. Holy crap. Well, she takes after her mom. Yes, she And her, I mean, she's got the height and everything from Gene. And it's just, holy crap. But, the okay. Problem, the problem with Nick is that I, he looks too much like Paul Stanley. He looks exactly like The way Paul he Stanley. wears his hair and everything. Yeah, it's funny. But Nick could pull off Paul's part. He's, I mean, he's he'd have to work out. Well, yeah, he'd have to work out and get the get the muscles going. And I think he does play guitar, and not he does. bass. He does play guitar. Well, if you play, play guitar, bass. you can play bass. I don't know if he plays bass. No, he doesn't. He plays guitar. But he could. You, if you play one, you can play the other. Gene can pick up a guitar and play anything from the entire Kiss library 
probably anything from most rock and roll libraries. He, you know, so you can do it. Can't imagine what kind of regimen he would have that he could. I mean, I guess. Well, they're not good. ripped like now like they used to be. Well, this is also a painting. Yeah. <laughs> no, 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 no. But even at that, well, no, because Paul, saying... if you remember any of the live stuff, he was pretty ripped. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the last twenty years, he no, hasn't but I'm been just ripped. saying that he's the just... regiment that he's got, like, what kind of like? Yeah, his peekaboo goes a little <laughs> yeah smaller he's, over the years. Right. Yeah, I mean, he's eaten. I mean, he eats well. Uh, well, that's what I'm saying. He's, he's probably he probably when he was a and jeans in, in, doesn't in, show at all anymore. He doesn't show his belly anymore at all. No, but I'm just saying here. cut out some the legs. Yeah. Well, yeah, but even in here, you look at it and you think, wow, he must have had like a real strict diet, exercise routine. Well, this almost. was the '70s, so yeah, he was probably before every show. He probably had to do like sit-ups and. And, and squats. Well, yeah, and, to get this. And running around those shoes. And running around, yeah, those shoes those are going to keep your probably, legs pretty. That's probably a workout in and out of itself. Yeah. And just yeah. the fact that, hmm, what am I doing tomorrow night? Oh, I'm wearing this big thing with a cutout in the front instead of a shirt. Yeah. <laughs> I'm wearing sleeves and a skin tight outfit. Mm. Yeah. I think I'll pass on the waffles. <laughs> yeah. I'll, yeah. I think I'll pass on that third uh, third dessert. Right, exactly. You know? Exactly. So, okay, so let's uh, get off the Destroyer. Um, <laughs> I would pick it up. I love it. You have picked it up? I have picked it up. I own it. I, have, I actually have the album. Uh, I've got it on digital. I actually have the Kiss box set upstairs, so... Uh, which has stuff from when they were Wicked Lester on it. <laughs> so, uh, yes, if you like, if you've ever heard anything about Kiss, this is the album to pick up. And the resurrected is. And the resurrected is a little bit better. I wouldn't. I wouldn't go out of my way to get both. No, get one or the other. Get unless you really want to have both. Yeah. And of course, their shows are amazing. Yeah, their shows are insane. So. Insane, but amazing though. So cue, kiss. Um, no, well, cue's music, but not necessarily kiss. Just in case Gene hears it, I don't yeah, want. Yeah, Gene. Yeah. yeah. I don't think he's gonna be listening, but go ahead. Cue music. <laughs> Hey, Larry. <laughs> what did you bring us today, Chris? I didn't bring us anything today. Well, Aww. we are going to look at the uh, Marvel special Kiss comic book. The first Kiss comic the book. The first Kiss comic book. Their Marvel origin story. story. Yeah, with big bunny ears flapping in the breeze. Is this Gene was all over this one, too? They all were. They had to all be talked to about oh, doing okay. this. Oh, okay. First things first. Gene is a marketing genius, and uh, supposedly, and there's a picture in the thing of them getting little vials of blood drawn, mm-hmm. so they can pour it into the ink. So supposedly, in the book it just says the ink. I have heard it was just poured into the red ink. Probably, but which was why that whole page is printed red. The, the sidebars of those pages are printed red. Uh, oh yeah, with the white printing. Yeah. So supposedly. It was in the the ink, the red ink, the black ink. Who gives a crap? So you get a piece of kiss. So you every have, copy. Yeah. So you have a little piece of kiss. It would have been so diluted; it really wouldn't have mattered. You're only getting a micron, if anything at all, of of kiss in your in your book. But, but they do a two. Uh, they do a whole page talking about it. Not something that would ever go over today. Oh no, you couldn't do it today. There'd have to be a biohazard warning on it. <laughs> biohazard label on the comic. It probably would. That's how we'll do the Achieving Reality comic. 
A biohazard label? Yeah. Uh, put blood in it. We'll just I was going to say, is Tina going to put blood in it? Yeah, but who, yeah. who was it? Uh, Angelina Jolie that used to have this... Vial of... Vial of blood. Billy Bob Thornton's blood. Yeah, yeah, she had one of his, too. But she's a freaking weirdo. Oh, okay. So I wonder what she did with it afterwards. She dumped it down the uh, toilet, I think is what she said. When they got separated, she just dumped it. And then she had her his name, they put another tattoo over it. She covered it up. Hmm. But, uh, yeah, so these guys, four just generic mooks. I can't remember where they it's, were. It starts off with uh, Paul and Gene walking down the street. Yeah. And Gene's bitching because his parents want him to go become an accountant. That's right, yeah. And he's, and he's, he's, he's got... complaining because he's got a copy of Conan. He's talking about, and they want me to give up my comic books and yeah. become an accountant and blah, blah, blah. And Paul's trying to tell him, well, you don't have to give up on your dreams just to grow up. and right. But he does say he puts the, the comic book in the garbage as we're walking by and goes, it's not like we're going to run into barbarians running around modern day New York and they around the corner and there's a barbarian in modern day New York. Yeah. You know, the guy's got a box and he's fending off all these mugger types. Yeah. And uh, he's, yeah, he's, one's he's like, like, hey, it's a pretty box, man. He's saying, no, I shall never give up the box until I find the chosen ones. And Gene and Paul will come walking around the corner and goes, oh, there they are. Yeah. <laughs> Conveniently. Hey, there, hey, you guys look good. And throws the box to them and they run off with it. Yeah. And the bad guys are following them. Because mm-hmm. they're supposed to meet Ace and Chris at the arcade. Weird. Yeah. This was, of course, the time period of arcades. Well, this was, it was before, like, Pac-Man. Yeah. Um, like, you may have had your Pong in there, but well, it yeah, wasn't but, pinball. Yeah, pinball. Pinball, and, skee-ball. And, yeah, and stuff like that. Hockey. And Ace is inside playing pinball, and apparently he's a modern pinball wizard. There had to make a trick. Ace, I had. It's weird. They do Ace so weird in the comic book. Yeah. He was weird in person. <laughs> he calls everybody curly. Yeah, what the hell? I mean, anybody he addresses, he refers to as curly. Even, even Dr. Doom later. He's yeah. curly. He ends up being the bad guy. Spoilers! I'm trying to blow through the... Yeah. The plot such as it is. Yeah. And, uh... They run in there and the bad guys come running in. They And, and they, they open the box. They're all, they're all hiding inside a photo booth. Yeah. And Ace, for some reason, has to open the box. Mm-hmm. He has to know what's inside. Yeah. It's such a pretty box. Yeah, yeah. And it's, it's such a pretty box. What's in it? There's like three wood carvings. Of the uh, of characters. The characters. The demon, the space ace, the cat, and a black star. And a black star with a hole in it. Yes, with a hole in it. Black star with a hole in it. So, of course, Pete, uh, uh, They're Paul all, yeah. grabs the star, and they all grab, you know, the one that they're going to be, of course. And then they... They turn into... They boom, the photo booth blows open, and there they are standing there in full kiss regalia, much like what's on the cover of Destroyer. There. Yeah, pretty much, yeah. What's right there, and uh, they begin they, fighting the buggers. Yeah, they beat up the bad guys yeah. and then go running off. Well, they don't go running off. Ace teleports them. Ace does Inadvertently, the, I guess, teleports them. He's like, we got to get out of here. And he goes, oh, okay. And he does the hitching a ride thumb, you know, thing. And boof, they disappear and reappear on the ferry. Oh, I'm trying to, they, they say this one specifically, though. Yeah. Just so they can. In, oh, the, moon, the moon thing. And they say, oh, there's a very full moon tonight. It's supposed to be a new moon. Well, if everybody knows what a new moon is, there's no moon. So it's a full moon, but it's not. It comes down, opens up. It's a spaceship or a lunar ship to look like the moon. Mm-hmm. Comes down, opens up, 
and a bunch of robotic women, fembots, fembots, come out, and then Doom, Doctor Doom, Doom. <clears throat> comes you out. You have my box. Yes, you have my box, and they all went ew. And uh, <laughs> aren't that's what these women are for? They're like, you know, no, they're gonna take it, and we're gonna lose our powers, and this, that, and the other, and we can't let them have it. You know all about Doom. And Gene's like, oh, I'd love to learn about my power from him, but I don't want to be a slave. They say a fight ensues. A fight ensues, and it turns out that the women are actually fembots. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so they start destroying all the women. We find out that uh, Doom walks off. Yeah, Doom just kind of saunters off. I love how later. Doom, I love how Doom just walks off whenever combat breaks. Well, what's even funnier is that they even say, "It's like, where's he going?" <laughs> it's like he started I, this fight. I, he just walked I like the how fuck they off. Call him out on it. Like he just walks off. Yeah, it's like it's like he doesn't even care. Oh, I got paperwork. Oh, this is going to take me all week. Oh, coffee break. But Gene can breathe fire, fly, and has super strength. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ace can shoot lasers from his eyes and read your mind. And call people curly. And, uh, I, mean, uh, I mean, Paul can shoot lasers from his eyes, read people's minds. I don't think he does the laser thing in the in the comic. Yeah, he, well, he did something with it, but that's all I, can, I got from him. Apparently... Uh, Peter Chris, uh, yeah, super it, agility. His super agility and is made of uh, liquid like a cat. Figuratively, not literally. And then, uh, of course, Ace. He can teleport and call people curly. Call people curly. And I guess he can zap people. I don't. I don't. Uh, it's very nebulous. Gene is the only one who really has powers. <laughs> Because he knew, because he knew about comic books before they went to the yeah. comic books. So he's talking to him. He's like, "I want to be able to do this. I want to be able to do that. I should do this and that." All the other guys were like, "Yeah, I want to do something very spiritual, mystical." And he's like, "I want boots that bite people." Yeah. <laughs> so uh, they end up doing the 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 thing, but he double hand, double fists it this time. The hitchhiking, the motion. hitchhiking motion, and they end up in the ether, and a bunch of. Doctor Strange. Yeah, they, and... they they use the next two page, next two or three pages as an excuse to put every active Marvel superhero into the book. Yeah, J. J. Jonah Jameson calls Parker into the office. Spider Man's in two panels yeah. of this comic book. One he's as Peter Parker getting chewed out for not having pictures of these four weirdos. Yeah, and then the next picture he's going off to get the pictures, get of, pictures the kiss of the four weirdos as Spider Man and never seen again. Yeah, and it goes cuts to the Fantastic Four and who is this guy? I don't know, but I kind of like people who are uglier than me. Yeah, the thing. thing. And they get a phone call from the Avengers asking them who are these four people. Yeah, and they're like, we don't know. Well, we figured you'd know since Doctor Doom's your arch enemy. Yeah. <laughs> and because of the Avengers saying, we don't know who they are. And then Doctor and then Strange they, is in they on They call Doctor Strange to see if he knows. And he's like, no, but I'm watching them through my globe and they're fading fast. Yeah, he's, like, he's like, no, but I will get back to you if I learn something. And, of course, he turns around and the Defenders are in the room with him. Yeah. And he says, well, we can't tell them what we know, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, they have to they have to settle this on their own. So it's silly, but whatever. And then they go and confront various we won't go through all yeah. of these confront various comic book scenarios and Yeah, and then they end, end up fighting Doom again. They end up end. in Latveria. Mm-hmm. Although I did like that they had that advertisement for Air Latveria. That was funny, yeah. Yeah. It's a very they, long they, book. They only fly to Latveria. It was a, it's it's just like a seventy page it's like a it's like comic book. 
four mini stories. Yeah. And then there's some articles in there about um, yeah, the biography the, of the band. The one about the, the blood, and then they got the biography of the band, and they got a bunch of other stuff there's at the a, end. Editor's Ford. Yeah. There. I mean, they had, it was, it was a, it's a book. It's for comics. Yeah, it was a, it was a special, it was super special. So. Yeah, so it was, it was a big one. I mean, they could turn it into a, a graphic okay. novel. I was going to ask, could you do a movie with it? Could you do a movie with it? Or, has, or has there been a movie done with this? Not about the comic. Not right? about the comic, no. We'll talk about the But movie. we'll talk about a movie in a minute. <laughs> oh, okay. Or more. But, uh, no, we're it's... not going to do it in a minute. Yeah. <laughs> That'll be about all it takes. Kiss, movie, done. <laughs> but, uh... Wouldn't that be cool, though, today? I mean, or they couldn't, they couldn't do that. Yeah, if Gene wanted you to do it, you could do it. If he wanted another movie made. Yeah, which I don't think he does. Not after the last one. <laughs> yeah. But uh, the comic book is pretty good. I and mean, there's a lot of stuff going on it's, in it. I mean, there's a lot of... It's the 70s. Yeah. It's, it's a 70s comic book. But they threw in all the heroes so people who are buying it aren't just Kiss Army fan or Kiss Army or Kiss fans. They wanted you to go, oh, look, Doctor Doom's the main villain. We'll buy it because that means this Fantastic Four might show up or something. You know? Or the Avengers, man. Who they all show up. Yeah, they all show up. For like four panels each. Yeah. I could I couldn't imagine Hulk. But well, Hulk wasn't part of Hulk the Hulk was Avengers. in it. Was he? I don't remember him being. He's in part it. one of the defenders. Oh, that's right, he is one of the defenders. Because he says like Hulk says no. Yeah, Hulk says no, Hulk doesn't want to, or something like that. Mm-hmm. I do remember that now. So they fight Doctor Doom. They wind up in the ether. Yeah. And then they want they get split up and yeah, they get split Paul up. and Gene wind up running into Mephisto. Yeah, they go to hell and Mephisto makes it look like heaven. But Gene can see through it because, you know, Gene has Ace, like 80 billion powers. Ace and Peter wind up in some alien world yeah. where it just happens to be cat women. Yeah, yeah. It has to be animals. Mm-hmm. They do the animal thing and he's kind of hitting on this cat woman. cat woman and there's a cat lion man with a stick. It's just silly. And that's where you learn his other, Peter's other power is to basically get out of anything because he's lithe like a cat. Like I said, made of liquid. <laughs> and uh, and they wind up back in Latveria. And then they wind up in Latveria and they meet a hippie who tells them about their powers in the box and everything. And then they go and they fight uh, Doom and that's where you learn that Gene's boots apparently can, are living snake things. And then he can fly, and he shoots the fire, and he's super strong. And Paul doesn't really do anything, and Ace well, can no, just Paul taps into Doom's consciousness. Yeah, he can and, read your mind and, and tries to teach him a lesson about right and wrong. Yeah, and which doesn't really work. Basically, uses his emotions against him. Yeah, and uh, which works for about three, a panel. three panels. <laughs> But just long enough for him to say, I will get you next time. Yeah. Then Peter jumps around like a cat and scratches people, and Ace does nothing. I don't remember him really doing anything. It's hard to tell because it's very inconsistent. It's yeah, just basically like Ace as, was in in, in the actual like, band. He was kind of not really there. Well, no, because <laughs> Paul was the same way. They didn't focus a lot on Paul. Yeah. I mean, he shows up in this panel, shows up in that panel, then show up for another 16 panels. <laughs> Just, I guess whoever, so they defeat whoever they felt like drawing that day is whoever wound up in the so they sorta. defeat Doom sorta sorta they have a talk with Doom yeah they, they slap his wrist and 
time to go in the corner and think about it. They give them a timeout. Timeout. And uh, I mean, that's basically it. Oh, no, then they go back. The hippie's there. He tells them about what to do. And they lose their powers, but they've got the box. And they're like, oh, we're going to protect this and blah, blah, blah. Well, yeah, the, the, when I turned back into the characters, they open the box and take, yeah, the, thing take out. the take the characters out. Boom, they're back to saving the planet as Kiss. Mm-hmm. So there's a a really quick so, nutshell. So of how the does comic. it hold up? Reading it today, as opposed to reading it back when. Reading it today, it's campy and dumb, and you know I wouldn't buy it. Reading it then, I'd buy it for the fact that it has the blood of Kiss in it, and. You know, and it, it kind of gives you the origins, the Marvel origins of Kiss and stuff. And it'd be, oh, that's so cool. But does it fare any worse than other comics of that time? No, not really. Well, yeah, a little bit. But I'm, I'm looking at it from a, a comic nerd's point of view, whereas if I'm going to buy this from that time period, I want it to be in perfect condition and collectible kind of thing. I mean, story-wise, though. Sto- oh, story-wise, it kind of I mean, there was some, there jumped was some around pretty, a little too much. There's some pretty heavy stuff going on in, like, Spider-Man. Yeah, there was heavy stuff time, going but, on, but this was... But from the average comic of the day, yeah, the storyline's not... This is a generic comic. This doesn't have a lot of detail in the storyline because they're just jumping from place to place. These little mini vignettes, but I don't think the story's any worse no. Than what you would get from anybody else's comic at that time. No. No, you're right. But uh, it's... Uh, the artwork's... No, yeah. the artwork's just the artwork from the time period. Yeah. They was... all look basically the same. Because they're all driven, drawn by the same few people. Driven? Drawn? Drawn. Drawn. They're all drawn by the same people. But it sounds like it, that comic was done for that specific time frame. It makes, it makes sense. Even though I know right now it seems campy... Well, well, like we said, if you were going well, to buy it now, it was a little now, campy for the time. It too. was campy. Well, everything was but campy comics at that were time. That way, yeah, comics. Anything superhero ended up being pretty campy. I mean, look, I mean, they that, had, look they at had, Batman. I mean, they had some serious storylines that yeah. ran through the whole, you know, Gwen Stacy thing. Yeah, and but that Demon was in a bottle. But those we were exceptions. Yeah, most stuff because the time frame was meant to just distract you from the real world and what was going on. You know, and that was it. And this was that same idea, but it was Kiss. Yeah, they just made Kiss into superheroes. Yeah, which is, I mean, what they kind of did themselves, anyways. Yeah, well, Gene was into that, right? Right. So, looking at it today, but that, uh, but I figured out once I finished the comic, that's why he's carrying a copy of Conan at the beginning, because mm-hmm. he can't be carrying a copy of Fantastic Four or Avengers. Because right. they really exist right. in that world. Right. He could, have been, he could have been carrying a copy of Captain America, though. Because Captain America did have a comic book. That's true. Which he drew. Captain America drew his own comic book? Captain America drew his own comic. Oh. Steve Rogers drew Captain America. All right. It's odd. I didn't know that. Because I remember there's an issue when the whole Scourge storyline was going on, where he's undercover. Scourge had killed this one villain, and they took all his, his costuming stuff. And Steve Rogers was undercover. He was in a safe house, basically laying in wait for when Scourge shows up. He's going to take him out. And while he's sitting there waiting, that's what he's doing is he's penciling his own comic. Uh, Well, I didn't know that. Maybe we need to bring that one up and do a thing on that. The whole Scourge storyline? They ran through so many titles, though. Well, And then didn't end well. The original 
yeah. Scourge storyline ended up with Scourge being killed by Scourge. It sounds about right. So, uh, I mean, holding up today, no. Holding up for the day, yeah, it's the same kind of campy silliness that you're going to get. I mean, if you can find basically, it, if you can find it on digital format somewhere, yeah, you can give it a it's read. A, it's a fun little read. If you're looking for a real copy, it's going to cost you some money. Yeah, because that's highly collectible. Yeah. Now, if you want to get a reprint, which I don't know how if it was reprinted or how often it was reprinted. Or... It was reprinted, I think, a couple of times, but it, you know, it's not going to be the same because you're not going to have. Just don't go the blood in it and all that. Just don't go looking for it thinking, oh, this is going to be a fabulous read. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. And don't think, oh, I'll just spend a couple of bucks on it. No, you need to spend, even on the reprint, probably 10 bucks. Oh, you spent a lot for the original. Yeah, the original is ridiculous. You think in today, 2015, there could be a rock band that could do what they did for comics? Or no? So it's comics. Slipknot or, or, or um, Mushroom Head, maybe, but anybody else, probably not. Well, there is one. Who? Guar. Oh, yeah, Guar. Well, they did it. Did they do a comic book? They've probably done it. Yeah, so, yeah, they could do it. Well, but you have to have that for kind some, of thing. For something like that, you have to be a you have highly to be a theatrical. Yeah, that's why I mentioned band. Slipknot or Mushroom Head. They're both heavy metal bands, but they both dress up in costumes to get up. Well, Slipknot's more than Mushroom Head. Mushroom Head just does masks only. But yeah, like Guar, I, they did do one because I used to own it, and I don't but know what happened to like it. The Metallica comic book. Yes, you will. Not, I, I have that too. Not in this vein. No, not in this vein. No. It might be a comic book. It's about Metallica. About Metallica. Yeah, because I have a. They're not be fighting the Red Skull. No, no. I have a U two. Uh, I think I have a Metallica, and I have a Van Halen comic. Although book I might upstairs. pick up a U two book where they're fighting Red Skull. That might be very interesting. <laughs> yeah. We gave him a stern lecture. I still haven't found what I was looking for. So, uh... No, Red Skull has what they're looking for. Yeah, exactly. So, well, yeah. We just, we just never find out what it is. Exactly. So, yeah. that That's that. Classic comic book. If you want to see it, I say go look for a digital copy. If you want to collect if it, it... If it exists. I don't know if they put the Marvel Super Specials out. If you want to collect it, be prepared to pay through the nose. Mm-hmm. Possibly literally. <laughs> a, lot, a lot of them are... A lot, a lot of them probably didn't make it. Because yeah. they were being red, red, and red, and red, shoved in the back pocket. And... Well, there wasn't. This one wasn't being marketed towards that niche comic book collector. Right. They were being marketed to mass audiences. So a lot of them probably wound up in the hands of kids. And, yep. And, yep. And rolled up in the back pocket and everything. Taken to school and look, blood. Yeah. yeah. Blood. yeah. Taken away from kids at school. Because, cool. <laughs> demon. <laughs> yeah. All right. That's good. Everybody shut up. Cue music. <laughs> music. Here we go again. More Kiss. Because Kiss is the greatest band in the world. And now we're going to offend them. And now we're going to offend everybody who's ever liked Kiss. Or if they've seen this, then they'll just agree with us. Kiss meets the Phantom of the Park. I don't know if we're going to agree on this. Oh, we'll probably agree on this. We'll see. It's a park, and it's Magic Mountain. I, it's Magic Mountain. I forget, which, I forget which one, but yeah, probably California. But it's Magic Mountain. It's a Magic Mountain park. It's <clears throat> uh, featuring three days of Kiss. That's featuring three days of Kiss concerts. Of course, it was a bunch of their music throughout the movie. Durr. 
Hey, I want to address that, that we were watching the American television version, yes. not the European release. Right. What's What was the big difference? The big difference is that the European release has additional scenes and all the music is Kiss. Oh, okay. All the music is Kiss music. Okay. That's what you'll find if you buy the Kissology box set, volume two. Mm-hmm. That's the movie that's in there is the European version. All right. The VHS is the television version. Yes. So we had the television version. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> Quick plot summary. Yeah. Uh, Kiss meets the Phantom of the Park. There you go. The Phantom of the Park being the... Uh, the guy who created the park. The, the park engineer who apparently has such a great grasp of technology that he can create androids. Yeah. But he still decides he should be working at a theme park designing rides and attractions. Which don't work properly, apparently, because all he does, all he does, the park owner, is yell at him about this well, breaking down and that breaking the down. The reason the ride broke down is because those three punks broke into the... the that was later, room. but he's talking about just, in general, he was saying, this breaks down, that breaks down, mm-hmm. your rides aren't working. Because he's concentrating on his his passion and not he's the ride. He's concentrating on his passion, which is creating very humanoid-looking androids. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Yeah. Kiss is there to perform three nights of concerts. Because they're losing uh, revenue because people aren't the coming to the is, park as much. The park is losing revenue. Yeah, not, not Kiss. Kiss doesn't lose revenue. No, Kiss doesn't lose revenue. They're, they're doing that. They're... I don't... I, uh, there's so much weird shit. Out. It's gonna be... The, the crux of the story is that there's this boy and girl there. He works the park. He works at the park. And he goes missing. He's abducted by the... We'll call him the Phantom. Yeah. He had a name. And yeah, he's a, he's abducted by... And he's not much of a Phantom. The he's chief a scien- engineer. He's a mad scientist. Yeah. But he implants a chip into his neck and makes him a, a slave. An android. Basically, yeah. Yeah. A bio-android. So he's wandering around the park doing odd jobs for the Phantom. But Including not- and not limited to photography. Yes. He needs to get a picture of all of Kiss's members... members. From multiple angles. So that he can create so he can replica create kiss. And destroy the park. Because they, the owner fires. Yeah, the owner fires, fires him. And so he's exacting his revenge. He's going to create duplicate kiss to cause the kids to riot in the park. Mm-hmm. And destroy the park. Yeah, which didn't ever Although I don't understand happen. why he didn't just like call NASA and say, I can build androids. And they say, oh, come on over. Yeah. I we'll, can give you, we'll give you bunches and bunches of money. I can create people that will uh, be able to go to Mars and everything, and you don't have to worry about anything except making sure they have enough battery power. Mm-hmm. And, I think illogical, but... Yeah. Now, what what's really bad about this is the androids he creates, you can tell, are actual actors. Well... And uh, acting time. very badly. Well, they could have used puppets... For, uh, because they have to interact with people. It's, but uh, no, they didn't because the ones that were like the gorilla, you could tell it was a guy in a gorilla suit. He's just like, grr, grr, grr. And Frankenstein in the haunted house just sits up with his he arms. He eventually gets up and fights, so. though. Yeah, later. But to be fair, this is a Hanna-Barbera production. True. Which was their first mistake. And, Not Hanna-Barbera. Oh, kisses. But to finish the, finish the plot summary, Kiss wins. Uh, y- yes. They, they find the missing guy, reunite him with his girlfriend. So your favorite part is... Um, what? When Gene smashes. Gene smash! I think this came... I mean, they're featuring Gene a lot. He, well, this was all his idea. I have a feeling. So they have a scene where he's created the first 
kiss replica, which is Gene. This is where you start, I guess. Yeah. Well, he can breathe fire and supposedly super strong, so yeah. So he unleashes the Gene android onto the park during the graveyard shift. I don't know why. Yeah. It's midnight. Oh, yeah, yeah. I do know why. He wanted wanted to just credit kiss and get rid of him. Right. So Gene gets a scene where he smashes through a concession stand and, and destroys a brick wall. Holds up a security guard by his neck and yeah. is generally and barfs fire on oh. something. Yeah, Gene smash. Gene smash. But he through the whole movie he talks. They have a heavy reverb on his voice. Heavy reverb, and he growls a lot. Yes. Which sounds like a cat. Sounds kind of like a, a lion. Or yeah, a like a lion. So I'm like, oh, great. So they're giving the guy who's the the demon a cat roar, which should belong to Peter. Peter's character is written more like a cat, like a domestic house cat. Yeah. Not a lion or a tiger. And he makes all these cat puns. He does. That's, that's, oh. that's his other superpower. Oh, punny? Being yeah. punny? Mm-hmm. Yeah. His... He's not very funny. But he's supposed to be super agile. That's his... Which we never noticed, except for the one leap over the fence. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ace, Ace is also super agile. Yeah, he does like backflips and shit. Yeah, and he can. But his he can do the teleport. His thing. main superpower is that he's just fucking weird. Well, and then here's his other superpower. He's not actually there for more than half the movie. They actually had to get, and this is an exact quote from one of the interviews I've seen. An African his 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 body double was an African American man. Mm-hmm. So they did him up in the in the outfit. He was also shorter than Ace. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and he's highly visible in several scenes. And he's very highly visible, looking directly at the camera for quite a few scenes. And there was other scenes where Ace is kind of off camera, but you can almost see him. And he's supposed to have lines, and the only line he has... No, 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 no. There's, there's a story behind that. Oh. He was... Did you look into this more? Yes, I, I did the research. He was actually not supposed to have lines. He was supposed to be the Harpo of the group. Oh. He was supposed to be, you know, talk with his hands and make gestures and be super friendly. Except for the curly part all the time. And the only thing that he was... He didn't say curly in the movie. Yeah, he did. Did he? Yeah. His only line... I was, think he was only talking to Gene when he did it, though. No, Gene and Paul, he called curly. His only line in the movie was supposed to be, ah! Yeah. Ah! Which he does say several times for no readily apparent Just reason. Just out of the blue, Ah! It'll be Gene had said something, Paul will have said something, the cat man had said something, and he goes, ah! And it's just like, what the fuck? It doesn't make any sense. Plus, his only power in the movie. Especially since he has lines other places in the movie where he just says stuff. Yeah. Which was one of his big beefs and why he was throwing such a fit was that he didn't have any lines. Well, he, that. He wanted lines. He wanted lines, but what he... And for some reason, every but time he says... Considering the lines they gave him, yeah, I'd have stuck like ah. <laughs> but uh, every every time he Peter, not Peter, every time Ace comes on anything, complains about what's going on. He never, he always fails to mention that he was usually hammered and passed out drunk in his trailer. But his character in the movie just comes off so weird. Ace comes off so weird. I mean. I mean just- even when he wasn't in makeup. A lot of his lines don't make sense in context. They nope. just no, nope. nope. Just something for him to say. And then, you so know. They took lines from somebody else's movie and gave it to him. Yeah, and Peter with the cat puns. And and Gene almost never said anything, but he roared a lot. He skulked around. He him. skulked around and roared a lot. 
the one who talked the most, which is the one who sings the most, Paul. And some of his lines didn't make a whole hell of a lot of sense. No. Because he was very spiritual. And... Yeah. But what's with the lifeguard chairs? The scene you're talking about is the one around the pool where they're yeah. all in robes. They're all in uh, Over their in, costumes. They're yeah, full they're costume. fully robed. No, they're full Big costumes. shiny robes. Yeah, and they're in their costumes. And then they have robes over the costumes. Yeah. Big shiny sparkly ones. I think they're supposed to be like monastic robes. Like they were out for their morning meditation. At the pool? Beside the pool at the hotel. And of course Gene, this is after Gene has, Gene smashed. Mm-hmm. Or the android did. So he walks up late and the security guard is right away saying, you know, he did this, he did this, he did this. And he roars. <laughs> uh, because he's hungry apparently. Which means they need to go and mess with their talismans, so they don't need to eat. I don't know. I didn't. I didn't try and draw any conclusions from the dialogue in the movie. Yeah. So, but okay. So the the phantom guy sends his robot boyfriend guy, not his boyfriend, but the girl's boyfriend, actually fiance. Was it fiance? Yeah. Uh, to go get. I didn't really care. To go get the talismans. Well, he goes to try and get. Yeah, explain the talismans. Yeah. What? Each member of Kiss... Each member of Kiss... Like in the comic book. Like has, has, has a, a talisman. talisman. The cat looks like a cat. Paul's looks... Is the star. Uh, Aces is a lightning bolt. Ace is a lightning bolt. And James is the dragon-looking dragon. figure. When you open the box... And this box was much more believable than the little one from the comic book. But I understand why they did that. Uh, they open the box... And it... And that the girl... The, that was the cosmic field protecting the, the girl's talisman. like, what's that noise? Oh, it's the cosmic field, man. Protects the talismans. Yeah. So the fiancé, robot fiancé, comes in, goes to grab it, and gets blown to hell. He destroys the place first, looking for it. I love when he turned over the couch. Yeah. Which was actually just a... It's like a big rope of plush material yeah. that was knotted up. And yeah. he, like, he, he grabs it and he, he makes this big <laughs> thing of flipping it over. He's like... He's like, flip. <laughs> like 15 pounds, maybe, yeah, for the was, whole couch. Yeah, it was funny. And he's like, reaches down at the bottom and goes, and he, and he, and he doesn't he, actually move so much as just kind of slides over to the side. Yeah, and he's like, Err. and it's, it just kind of knots itself a different direction. But uh, so he destroys the place. Then he sees this, what looks like a table with a, with a piece of felt over it and he pulls it off and it's like well there it is a little display case yeah he opens the display case takes it out uh, opens the box looks at it for a minute goes and reaches in and boom gets blown backwards oh my gosh which, not very far backwards no not very far which apparently this was enough to tell the secret scientist guy to make some kind of ray gun to neutralize to the neutralize field. the cosmic field and well, their powers what I liked about that was that this is going on while they're in the middle of an acoustic version of Beth. Yeah. Which are just playing for nobody. Yeah, they're just... The, the, the girl's there. Yeah. But she gets up and walks out halfway through it. Yeah. This is Paul and playing then, guitar. And so the guy walks out. She sees a guy, gives him a hug. She's like, ah, he's cold. Which doesn't make any sense to me either. But whatever. But during the middle of him doing Beth... Paul misses several notes. Yeah. And, and, they look Peter's, and Peter's voice goes off. Yeah. Does the talisman give them their musical abilities too? Yeah. It's it's their total power. Without them, they're just four regular schmucks. Like the comic book. They can't play guitar? They but, can't do anything about it. But they don't take anything away from it. It's just like, drink, drink, drink. That was weird. Yeah. 
Not like somebody's messing with our stuff. Well, no, because Gene can kn- knows when they're fucking with the box. Have you noticed that? Every time, well, you probably didn't because you're like, oh, I can't believe I'm watching this crap. But uh, every time anybody did something with the box, Gene roared and tilted his head. You know, did his little thing. Well, he knew something was wrong, but he didn't go rushing back to the room. No, well, because if he did that, he'd break a leg. You can't run in those boots. His stuntman didn't go rushing back <laughs> to the room to see who's messing with the box. Right. So said, when they got hey. done with Beth... They went to the room and they're like... They didn't finish the song. Yeah. They're like, oh crap, what happened? And she... Which screamed. actually, I, I wouldn't mind having a, a version like that of Beth. Just the guitar. Oh, the... Uh, yeah, that'd be cool. Come totally acoustic. There is the, the unplugged version. I don't know why I haven't got uh, it. I don't, I don't remember. I used to have the unplugged album. I don't remember. I had it on tape. So yeah, they do that. And blah, blah, blah. And I'm trying to speed this up a little bit because it's... There's a lot of useless crap. Going yeah, I wouldn't go through the whole movie. I think they got the idea. Yeah. Just give them your impression of the so, movie. It was... I'll give my impression of the movie. Ah! <laughs> it was crap. It was entertaining. It was geared It was very entertaining. The, the youngest of children. It is geared towards the youngest of kids and just completely baked out Kiss Army fans. You know, and and if Gene is listening to this, Gene, you put a shitter out there. Oh, I think Gene understands. Oh, I know he does. Because they, anybody who worked for Kiss was forbidden to mention the movie in front of the members of Kiss. Yeah, so it and was garbage. The, you could see that Ace wasn't Ace I, more than half the movie. I read a recent quote from Gene Simmons about the movie. Yeah. Somebody asked him about it. He says, he says, like, the greatest movie ever made if you're on drugs. Yeah, and of course we know we all know he was a teetotaler or is a teetotaler. And apparently, the same question was asked of Ace Freely, and he just laughed and said, "Yeah, <laughs> it is." Yeah, it's because it Ace doesn't remember most of it because he wasn't there. He says, "He says I laughed at it from start to finish." Yeah, because he wasn't there. Wow, that black guy really plays me well. Ha! <laughs> so it's garbage. See, if I ever pick up an Ace Freely album, yeah. there's not at least one song called Ah. I'm going to be disappointed. Well, I'll tell you, the new one doesn't have anything called at on it. At Curly. <laughs> this is at Curly. <laughs> In what year was this movie? Um, 78? Something like 78. that, yeah. So it, it is 78. Aired on NBC. Yeah. Friday Night Movies or whatever it's it called. It was by Joseph Barbera. Yeah. It was by Hannah Barbera. I mean, oh it was... Gosh. It is what it is. And it is very much at the time period. Oh all yeah, the it's just effects. Yeah. All the, I mean, the fire you can tell you can tell was like shot a week before, and then they stuck it there. Yeah, it's superimposed. Yeah, and it's always the exact same. Yeah, thing, because they took they did it one shot. Okay, that's good flamethrower. I don't think it's real flame. I think it's just animated. It, well, I don't know. It could be. No, the it, one he does on stage is real. Well, yeah, yeah. But the, I've been there for that. The, the one that he does, the rest of the movie, yeah. I think it's just a little animated thing. So it, it's it's bad. And like I said, Ace really literally is not in probably a third of the movie. Even though his Peter character Chris is there. Peter Criss is not in a, like a third of the movie just because, I don't know, they just didn't put the camera at him? Or? Yeah, Peter Chris was on stage or on set, but you just didn't see him. So they could never... And Paul Stanley was... Him and... Paul and Gene were pretty much on the camera the entire time. And towards the end of the movie, it was getting kind of hard to... Except for Gene and Ace. It was getting hard to tell which one was Peter Chris and which one was Paul Stanley. Yeah. Just because everything's moving around and cutting from this to that. 
The people making it were hooked. Yeah, thinking, wow, Paul and, Stanley's kicking some ass. And they turns around and like, oh, that's a cat. Yeah. Yeah, I'm getting tired. I've only got a few lives left. He did one of his cat puns. Yeah. I thought, I thought it felt really bad for Ace Freely's stunt double. Oh, the guy who played him? Because Ace has that big foam rig that goes up over his shoulders yeah. and around down behind his back. Yeah. And he had to do all the stunts and running around with that thing. Yeah, this. With the... Uh, no, because no, he, he's got the bigger one. He's got the full one, the one that goes yeah. from his waist yeah, to the, the front, rid- the ridiculous crosses one. over, and goes all the way back down to his back. Yeah. yeah it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. I, it, I can't say anymore. It is entertaining. And I think they all... It is very... You watch it and you're like, wow. Oh, my goodness. Oh, in the end, the Phantom's dead. He's sitting in his chair with white hair. Yeah, for no explainable reason. And they, they, there's no gunshot. There's no poison involved. He, they beat him. They, they take the thing off, and, and they pull his robe off, and he's just sitting in his chair, dead. Oh, huh? and Ace just plucks the little. No, I think it was, dio. it was Paul. Was it? No, I thought it was Ace. It was either Ace or Paul just plucked the little diode off of the Chip's neck, neck or whatever, and the, the boy, the fiance's neck, and it's back to normal. Oh, what happened? Well, you've been a robot for the last three days. <laughs> I was? That's cool. Oh my gosh. So, so they could never reboot this, doesn't sound like. They could. I mean, you could. You I, could easily go and... I wouldn't see it happening. You could easily go and do it and make it better. Because Gene's got the rights to this. Yeah, Gene... Well, like I said, Gene owns 51% of Kiss. He has the rights to everything. Yeah, but I mean, this... Yeah, but not he, NBC, he, yeah, not Hanna no, Barbera, no, Gene, and he said, you know, he doesn't mind if the if it oh, it's he, out there. He put it out on the yeah kiss, on the kiss he, doesn't, he doesn't care if it's out there, but he's like, this is never going to be made again. We're not doing this again. Yeah. Now, if they got, they, a, they were really mad because it made them look like, in his opinion, buffoons. Well, they did. They looked like morons. They're a band, and if you want to do a good movie with a band. That's fine. You can take Kiss and actually do a really great movie with it. You really could. That wasn't even close. In fact, that was that was so bad it made the Roger Corman Fantastic Four look somewhat okay. Well, because that was horrible. The Roger Corman Fantastic Four <laughs> was never supposed say, to be out there. I would say is on the same level. Yeah, especially the the waving hand at the end. However, it was made twenty years after. Yeah, which makes which is why it's or worse. Fifteen years after. Which is why it's worse. So, I would, if you want to see it and get a laugh and understand yeah, how bad movies can be, watch Ishtar. I mean, watch this. It's, it's bad. I'll show it to you. I've still got it. It's a fun watch. Yeah, it's funny. It's fun. It's fun and funny, but for all the wrong reasons. Yeah. So, it's one of the so bad, it's good movies. And I just can't imagine because from what I remember, Gene is very like, he's a clean guy. He doesn't do... The drugs and the drinking and all yeah, this. What's that have to do with anything? But but if you're saying that this he doesn't is, care that people should do it around him, he just doesn't do it. Yeah, but this type of movie, like you were saying, like Ace was obviously. That's why he got kicked out of the band. He was. Time. I know, but I'm just saying he obviously did. Not this movie. He, then they, they would all no, have to quit. But I'm quit. just saying he drank a lot, whatever the case might be. But you. Yeah. So did that, Peter. I just can't imagine if Gene is the main person. I'm surprised he wouldn't have just like told them to clean up or something. He did. That's why they weren't in the band after a little while. And, and they he, say they left of their own accord, but they didn't. Gene and Paul said, "Get the fuck out." And Paul doesn't drink or 
do drugs either. I don't know. I know he smoked for a while. He smoked cigarettes for a while. I don't know if he drinks. He might He might get a glass of wine in him every so often. But he, him and Gene are pretty clean. But he's, uh, to me, he I can't imagine it. Because he's so energetic to be yeah, He's incredibly fit, though. He's. I think, isn't he a vegetarian? I don't know. He was. No, but he's so, he's got so much energy. I just can't imagine what it would be like if he was taking drugs or alcohol. But he'd still have the more. energy. But he's he just, just well, that's what I'm saying. He's got. I can't imagine him being so. He's an energetic person to begin with. Yeah. I can't imagine what the other well, stuff it matters. Would do to it him. matters what you're taking. Yeah. But so okay, so I'm, I'll say Gene comes off well in the movie. Well, yeah. Better than better than. Most of the actor actors, yeah, because well, he's, that's he's saying, doing that's the demon character, yeah, and he seems to have a natural affinity for his character, his character, and the acting thing in general. Yeah, I mean, well, he's not gonna win any Academy will, Awards, but he's and we'll a, talk he, about another movie of his. Later. He seems a lot more comfortable doing it. Yeah, yeah. And well, I think if Paul, they did it now, well, they would probably was, be okay with it. Paul was trying. He was. Trying so hard, but his yeah. line delivery was so flat. And I think they probably told him to do it flat because it would be mystical. But you have to have some inflection. Yeah, you do. Peter's was I like, pretty. I like that scene where she's she's like he's like you're worried about your boyfriend. No, yes, or, he's been missing. Or she walks up and, and he like, says her her he's, name. He's like, "Hello, Jennifer." She's like, "How do you know my name?" Oh, he's just doing his thing, man. He's just showing off. Yeah, but he's like. He's just, he thinks for a second, he says, he's still in the park. Yeah. We're in the park, Paul. <laughs> yeah. We're looking for him. But the, it's... <laughs> but, it, but if you want... The line delivery, he's still in the park. Yeah. If you want if you want the entertainment and the laugh, I say look it up and, and watch it. I think Paul would come off a lot better if they had a better director. Well, if they had, there's a lot, if they had a lot of better things. And when you hear... Peter, Chris, and Ace delivering their lines. You can tell they're ah. you can tell they're in a Hanna Barbera production because it's just like they're a couple of characters from Lidsville or like well, Sid Marty Crawl. But all right, cue. Ah. Wow, that was really exciting <laughs> and a bit goofy. Kiss really are just a wild band, and they can really kill it on stage. Whew. Impressive. For Chris, Larry, Harvey, Ace, Peter, Paul, and Gene, I'm Dina saying, Shout it, shout it, shout it out loud! What a waste. Brilliant man. True genius. Help. Oh, misdirected. monkey look at all this stuff umbrellas water bottles shirts hats cell phone cases jewelry tvs i mean they got more stuff than us and that's just this year's catalog online for collectibles and vintage stuff your head would just explode I'm telling you, this Gene Simmons guy in KISS is a marketing god. I mean, look at all this stuff. KISS is unbelievable.